1: All right, Albie.
3: Hi.
4: How are you? Welcome back to the Burn Barrel program.
3: Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. Glad to be here. I was suspended, as people may have noticed.
4: After your brief suspension yesterday, this is a um a trial period house. So, let's see how you do. Okay? Okay. Do you know why you were suspended?
3: <laughs> why was I suspended?
4: Yeah. All right. Ooh, you're dressed like a hot mom now who's who's um a little racist.
3: What? Yes. <laughs> this is not no.
4: Yes, definitely. That's this who... is
3: like New England, like I own a sailboat chic.
4: Right. You own a sailboat and you're a little racist. Definitely.
3: No, I'm not. Yes. Something no. gets
4: stolen from the boat and immediately you start putting
3: fingers in <laughs> the No, minority's. that's not true. That is true. It's not true. No. All New right. England sailing people are not racist and uh, neither are horse people, both of which is our friend Toast. By Toast the way. isn't
4: racist, but that doesn't mean you're not. Toast grew up near. Um, Near Lawrence, Alice. That's multicultural. She didn't grow up in Lexington, you know, Waspington. Lexington's
3: near Arlington.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Dominican Republic Day and then Arlington.
3: It's near Waltham. Stop being so loud. Sorry. It's near Waltham. Which one is you?
4: Um, I'm just going to turn you down here. (laughs) It's near Waltham. Waltham? Well, what is that supposed to mean? Alice, you know... Come on. All it's right. It's more working class. I do like what you're wearing also. Although I do have certain parameters I like to be uh, appreciated. Um, okay. So I'm going to talk about other horrible women today. Okay. <laughs> Are you familiar with a Barbara Corcoran?
3: Um, yes. Is she from Shark Tank? Is that her? She is from Shark Tank. Okay. Yes. I know who that is.
4: I didn't know you were a Shark Tanker.
3: I'm not really. I mean, I've seen it, but I don't really know that much about it.
4: Okay. Here's Barbara Corcoran. She's in trouble for this because she is um, she was very what is glib, funny, droll. She was very droll mm-hmm. uh, while talking about this.
5: I love firing people on Friday. I would stop by someone's desk on a Wednesday and say, "Hey, would you have any time sometime on Friday?" They should have heard about the rumors. Yes. What time is good for you too? See you too. I couldn't wait till I came in to fire them. You know why? Because I picked out individuals.
4: So, so, so far. Thoughts?
5: I mean, I don't have a problem.
3: But as you know, I'm a mean person, so.
4: Well, I mean, you know, you have some time Friday? Poor fellas? Poor women? Nothing? Not a shred of decency? Why, Why don't you have a problem? Because you think many people probably deserve to be fired. Yes. And you're generally not one of them.
5: Usually, yeah picked out individuals who were negative and my attitude toward the negative person was they were ruining my good kids because people who are negative have to have somebody else to be negative with them they got to talk to somebody (laughs) complain okay
4: now that is something the swamp talk is something Mm -hmm. and people do that but you know sometimes for the most part i would say people who are in jobs that they don't like which is most people probably Mm -hmm. are miserable and they like to uh collaborate with others and say and just like talk how about how crappy stuff is that's like you know what the ultimate is about that and i don't know when uh, the ultimate for that is what's the most intimate bitch fest club there is in an organization i don't know come on alice let me give you a hint it meets outside
3: Uh, Smokers. Smokers. Yes.
4: (laughs) Were you? Were you in? When you were in retail, were you? Oh yeah. Smoked then. So you'd go out with the girl in touch. Yeah,
3: Yeah, there was like a lot of like emergency exit nearby that we could go and like prop open the door and hang out outside the mall and smoke and complain about stuff. And the smokers definitely, like, took more breaks than oh yeah than
4: Yeah, I think I got, like, four an hour. It was remarkable.
3: And then, like, because we worked at the makeup counter, we'd come back and, like, spray a ton of perfume and thought nobody could, like, notice.
4: Yeah. Yeah, everybody
3: noticed.
4: <laughs> That's one of the things about, about being a smoker. Is, that, uh, is it
3: everybody can notice?
4: Yes. You smell, like, smoke and too much <laughs> uh, make uh, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, did you ever? Can I ask you another question? without um, without um, what's it called when I when you're sexualizing women when you objectifying without objectifying mm-hmm. you?
3: Yeah, sure, anytime.
4: Did you ever have a woman who's who came by the makeup counter or whose makeup you did who you became who you were immediately attracted to? No, never, not once, Mm-mm. not once, no, never. A woman, where you thought to yourself, "My goodness, I would just like to plant one on her."
3: No. That would be extremely unprofessional, no.
4: No, Alice. Not about professional, but you just no. No, but I just
3: did it. I mean, like, no, I don't.
4: Has there ever been a woman in your life who you've
3: been attracted to? <clears> oh, <throat> well, that's no fun. Sorry.
4: This is a, this has been a disappointing start to the show. <laughs> Alice. Sorry. Okay, back to Barbara Corcoran.
5: Okay. I'm not talking about people who tell you what you're doing wrong. They're invaluable so that you can get better. I'm talking about chronic complainers and negative people. you got to get rid of them. So,
4: Well, I, I mean, if you can get rid of them, sometimes the job sucks and you, you need uh, just somebody who's going to show up and punch in. That said, she seems like she should be smoking, doesn't she?
3: Maybe, yeah. I don't know why does she seem like she should be smoking. It's just
4: a type well, the human beings sometimes they have come across the type.
3: There's a whole like movement on the right wing now where it's like a feeling that nicotine is actually like a really positive productivity drug like caffeine and like you should do it and not so much for smoking but like a lot of people on the right do zin I've that been running Z-Y-N. into these little
4: Zin tins everywhere.
3: Yeah, a ton of people do it.
4: Yeah, Tucker, right?
3: Yeah, Tucker does Zin. Oh, wait, but so, I see so, so going, much in right-wing was, circles. I thought they
4: were doing Zin because they're quitting smoking. They're not. They're doing it for they're nicotine. They're just doing it. For nicotine? Yeah. So what does nicotine supposed to give you?
3: Well, nicotine, like, I mean, you've smoked, so you know. Yes. It gives you that, like, clear-headed ability to focus, kind of like... Well,
4: I I just assumed that the, that the, that the stuff going down into my lungs, etc., was... It just gave you great. I guess that was the nicotine doing
3: it. Yeah. Because, it it sharpens your mind.
4: Does nicotine cause cancer? Or is tar that causes cancer? It's the right?
3: smoking that causes cancer. Yeah, the tar. burning stuff. Yes. The way same way charred steak on your grill causes cancer.
4: There's no way. That's not true. Is that true?
3: That's yeah, when they say like grilled food, like anything that like that black stuff on the food, like that's carcinogenic.
4: But there's a, there's no way that can be right. The steak.
3: Well, the sun causes cancer. Lots of stuff Alice, causes Alice, cancer. Oh, hold, like, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on, hold okay. on. We're
4: way too far in now. Well, hold on. <laughs> All right. The thing that kills you with smoke is that tar is going into your lungs and ripping them up. The steak doesn't go into your lungs and rip them well, up. Well,
3: there's not tar in, like, so when I smoked, I would do the loose American Spirit tobacco in a mm-hmm. paper thing, and that's like, it's a leaf. There's no tar in it.
4: That, yes, there's tar in cigarettes.
3: In like commercial cigarettes, yeah, but like the, I mean, yeah, just the nicotine doesn't. That's why vaping also is like really not that bad. You but
4: just, but, but got all a lot, the people, got but a all lot the people, on in that head, <laughs> but not one of them could be, be ever being attracted to an attractive woman.
3: <laughs> but the, I mean, that's why a lot of people do the zen thing because it's, you know,
5: who Not, does? There's it? no
3: well Tucker, but I see people on does the any, right talk about has, it all the time. Cernovich does it. it talks about it should about we be doing, doing this? nicotine. I don't know.
4: <laughs> hey, if you guys have you guys taken Zinn? Have you, you guys doing this nicotine stuff? I would like to know. Yeah, Trish
3: in the chat says burnt toast causes cancer. Too. What? Yeah, eating burnt stuff like burning stuff that's causes cancer. Yeah. Free. Radicals. Nobody
4: ever told me that burning stuff causes cancer.
3: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You don't think breathing any kind of smoke probably gives you cancer?
4: I think yes, breathing smoke gives you cancer. I'm not breathing uh, steak well, tips, but Alice. you're
3: eating them. It's That's, still going into your body. It's going into my stomach, where
4: stomach acids are going to rough it up for a while before it leaves. Yeah, this has been a very the jarring. The
5: carcinogens are still there.
4: Episode back to Barbara Corcoran.
5: <laughs> okay, so I learned very early. After firing one negative person, never tell them why you're firing them, okay? Or you get in a rat's nest. Why am I negative? Why? Am I-, I go, no, you just don't fit the company. But why? I don't know. You just don't fit the company. I love firing people on Friday. Okay, I would stop really by not. someone's hold desk on, hold on, on, hold on. Okay. Hey,
3: uh,
4: You're just not a good fit for the company?
3: Well, I mean, I agree. I don't think you should ever tell anybody why they're fired.
4: Well, I mean, does anybody like fire anybody anymore other than for theft or like? Well, I can
3: tell you, we fired somebody for theft when I used to work in retail, and we did not tell them it was because of theft. We were like, yeah, we were like, holy god, God, no more room for any of your hours on the schedule.
4: Oh, I've done that (laughs) when I was on radio. We'll let you know if we um... everybody into oblivion. Some people, some dudes, give you a call. Some dudes would just hold on. I like, I've given you zero shifts for five weeks, and you're still holding on.
3: But it's like, you can't, I think part of the reason for, I don't think you should, first of all, you can get like sued for things. So you don't want to put like anything on the record about why you're firing anybody. You know, the company doesn't want to. Um, But also like, it's just more of a hassle, like, because in what you're going to be in an argument with the person over whatever, it's just not worth it it's just not worth it to i mean because like the person who stole right like it was a retail store it, they sold that sold apparel right and they had so it was hard to tell because it was like you could buy stuff with your employee discount and whatever yes. and they had a jacket that was like a really expensive jacket um like a $250 jacket they could have bought it with their employee discount right um but we were short one of those jackets And the company looked, and they looked up, like, all the retail transactions that was any employee purchase of that jacket, and there was none since that person had been hired.
4: That person stole a jacket and proceeded to wear it into the store?
3: All the time. But it's like, they had, the company had a bunch of stores, so it was like, you didn't, know, you know, they could have bought it in one of the stores, you know what I mean? Like, and we were supposed to be wearing apparel from the store at work. But it was like when we were short right. one oh, and we didn't have that many stuff. of them in stock. So it was like, we're short this jet. So the company was just like, cut our losses, just take them off the schedule. But like, don't accuse them of stealing because then like she's saying, you open a rat's nest. Yeah. It's like you never tell anybody why they're fired. You just great times. Nice to see you. Whatever. I don't even give people bad recommendations who I've fired for like because they were bad employees like i just i assume it's like on to the next for them give them a shot at their next job in life and like let them oh, figure it out
4: believe me yeah oh man all right so let's go here this is andy uh owen do you know what miller noel is
3: no i have no idea well, none is, of the words you said mean anything this is a too.
4: this is another woman both this one is a little Closer to my heart.
0: Questions came through about how can we stay motivated if we're not going to get a bonus? What can we do? What can we do? Some of them were nice and some of them were not so nice. So I'm going to address this head on. The most important thing we can do right now is focus on the things that we can control. None of us could have predicted COVID. None of us could have predicted supply chain. None of us could have predicted bank failures. But what we can do is stay in front of our customers, provide the best customer service we can, get our orders out our door, treat each other well, become. Mm -hmm kind be respectful focus on the future because it will be bright it's not good to be in a situation we're in today but we're not going to be here forever it is going to get better so lead lead by example treat people well talk to them be kind and get after it don't ask about what are we going to do if we don't get a bonus Get the damn $26 million. Spend your time and your effort thinking about the $26 million we need and not thinking about what you're going to do if we don't get a bonus. All right? Can I get some commitment for that? I would appreciate that. I had an old boss who said to me one time, you can visit Pity City, but you can't live there. So people, leave Pity City. Let's get it done. Thank you. Have a great day.
4: She just finished with a. And that's the end of that was a Zoom meeting. Mm-hmm. Zoom call from CEO yeah. who canceled all employee bonuses but took a $6.4 million bonus herself, which is what you get to do when you're the boss. I love her. I, I am guess, attracted. Let me She's hot. Uh, hot enough yes, for you. And that With that attitude, it certainly helps. Yes. Yeah. I unlike I you, I'm honest because... about being attracted to women.
3: Mm-hmm. I actually disagree with. Well, I mean. It's fine for her to do what she wants, like, and you can take the bonus and screw your employees when you're the boss. And I also agree that, like, if the company's not producing and they can't mm-hmm. give bonuses, too bad, so sad. But Ooh, I like em- that, Alice. Isn't nice. as, as an employee,
4: too bad, so sad. As,
3: as a good employee, you can also leave and go somewhere else. Where you can get a bonus at a company that's such not a, you've dying. That's just
4: a mean streak in you. Right? In,
3: because, so, you know. You're not a
4: human, but you've got a mean streak <laughs> in you. And I do think that's lovely. <laughs> well, um, do, you no, have but, to, do you have to jet? Yes,
3: I do have to jet and go pick up our daughter. But I do just want to say that, okay. that if you do that and you don't, like, even at a company that's not making their sales goals, There are people in the company doing a good job Mm -hmm. and you have to find ways to reward those people or they will go away and then you'll be just stuck with the employees that suck and then your company is going to continue to decline because that's just how that works, right? Because the people who do work hard and do a good job will find companies that aren't failing where they can actually be rewarded for their efforts. Like that's the free market. That's how it works. There's no reason people have to stay and be talked down to by this woman and not getting a bonus if they're working hard. And like, just because, you know, external factors, as uh, my company likes to say, macro headwinds. Oh, that's great. (laughs) The macro headwinds, you know, there's companies that aren't facing macro headwinds, so they can just go there and get a bonus for their hard work. So, you know, like, I I think as a company, it's a good idea to find a way to report, to reward people who are doing a good job because they do exist even in companies that aren't doing well. Yes. Anyway, I'm going to go pick up our daughter and I will be right back.
4: All right. Uh, look out for those macro headwinds, right? I
3: know. Right, Albie? Oh, actually, I'm going to turn it to your camera first. Before
4: turn it to my camera first so there's not an empty shot. Mm. We don't want a macro headshot. Get macro,
3: it? Macro headwinds.
4: And we... Alice, we will talk to you in a bit. So, yes, have a nice ride, my dear. I want to be back for the chat. I must say, yes, I have been in positions where I've had to. Oh, that was my daughter texting me. Alice is probably in trouble. I have been in situations. But you know what? Sometimes you got to learn to let go when you've got a wife. 860. Oh, no, eight, oh. Here we go. Ready? Let's see what happens here. Let's see what happens here. Okay. Macro headwinds indeed, Al Shattuck. Let's see what happens here. So yes, I have obviously been in a position where I have to fire people, lay people off. Sucks. Never get into, never get into, um... Hi. Welcome back to the show. Hey, well, it's not going to work as soon as I
3: drive away from the house. That's the only thing.
4: Why? Why wouldn't Facebook work? Facebook doesn't work? Because there's no internet. Don't you have 5G? Uh, No. Is it for, for.
3: My phone can't detect my SIM card. Oh, do you want my phone? My phone?
4: No. That's highly unfortunate. You look nice in the car. Okay. All right, we'll see you in a bit. Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, that's another reason why I just absolutely do not miss um, miss management at all. Although, uh, actually, I should take that back, considering my contract is ending soon. I welcome management and any kind of new challenges um, and opportunities that anybody has. And I look forward to leading a team, leading a crew of my own. Because um, I certainly welcome any kind of management, and I enjoy um, giving people bad news. I'm happy to do it and happy to step up in any role. That said, I do miss being part of. There is part of in being a, a having a job, where you don't have to worry about uh, the personnel like that. And you could just be one of the people who goes out to smoke with the smokers. Part of that, you know, if I have to supplement my income, maybe I should supplement my income. I would do some of that stuff. And um, what would I do right now for side gigs? If, if you assume, assuming like I were to extend with my current um, uh, outfit, I would say, uh, you know what I'd like to do? I would like to. I would like to. Um, oh, I'd like to bartend. I got a couple of friends who are bartending. I just absolutely love it. Love it. Um, or uh, the. Yeah, that could be it. I think uh, bartend would be the thing to do. I wish I could see your messages because then I could know from you what you're doing, but I'm not signed in as me. And for some reason, I can't just sign in. Um, but yeah, so uh, those kind of jobs and it it requires you, there have been, there's been a few in my time, like really strong managers. And most of them sounded like this lady, the pity city lady, who I, I think sounds like an alpha. You need that. You need you needs a leader at the top. There's and she sounds like an alpha who's just kind of a, a cold, detached. Probably can engage on a personal level and needs to, but she definitely needs to be to have that alpha um, situation as well. Because y- you've got to be cold and detached. Now there are some people who can do it all. And those people, those are truly exceptional people. The people who can do everything and also be personable. I think that is incredible, but I think it's also rare. As in my experience, it's been fairly rare that you find too many people like that who can be personable all the time and a really good manager and an alpha. It's. I just think it's harder. It does exist, though. It does exist. There's no doubt about that. I just don't, I just find a lot, just not as much of it, obviously. Uh, what is this noise I'm hearing right now? Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, um, So the, um, have you been fired by, from a job, by the way? Because I have been fired from a job, and it was really fascinating. I quite enjoyed um, my jobs, even when I was even when I was fired. I thought, always thought it was like we got fired from a radio job at ninety me and Michael Graham, and that was really fascinating to see how they were doing it and to see like, like the, what they were using for um, as a method to like put us both at ease. We fired at night, which is a which is a sly move at night. Because you don't expect that, you assume that HR and everybody's going to be gone. But we got off the uh, off the air at seven p.m., and so at that point we were thinking, "There's no way anything anything's up," because I mean, why would anything be up? Because it's seven p.m. and it was right before um, it was right before we were um, going away for Christmas vacation. And so nobody had any thought that there would be, that there would be, like anybody would be fired or or released or let go, whatever they want to say at that point. But, um, but, but me and Michael Graham are finishing up a show. We had a bunch of people in there, 7 p.m. on a Friday, all our guests left. Uh, we had, we hadn't gotten along during the show. Actually, our last show was like, we really had a, we were really going at each other. We were very angry. And and he got it was interesting. He got um. uh, My my program director called me in the control room and said, "Can you um send Michael in here to talk to me, please? And um and I'll and then come in fifteen minutes after." And I was like, "Wow." program director wants to see you and i'm supposed to go there 15 minutes after and so we immediately knew we kind of felt that it was coming and we were both basically already all packed up but but that was interesting that i could that clinic that kind of clinical assassination like that where he only needs 15 minutes etc and they only need 15 minutes and then they're coming right back and and uh and then it's my turn to go in Remember I go. I went in there and she said, well, I'm sure you know by now that we had to let uh, Michael go. And she said, and um, we're going to make some changes here and we're going to have to let you go too as well. I know you'll do fine. I know that you'll land on your feet. And it's so like, wait, hold on a second. Like, Give me a morning period before, you know, uh, at some point in here, before we go right to, I know you're going to do fine. Like I, was, I wasn't convinced necessarily at this point, seven seconds in that I'm, going to do fine. But that was that was interesting. That one was interesting. They let us actually keep our email for a week, which is very rare. They might have even they might have even um they might have even um not only did they let us do that, but they may have uh even yeah, they let us keep our they let us do the softball thing. And they... It's the softball thing. My daughter texted me from softball. Um, but not only did they let us have our email, but they let us come back in the building a few times. It's very odd. Very odd thing. So we came back in the building, building, got stuff off computers. It was... And we didn't stick it to them for doing that because, you know, it was, it was kind of a nice thing. But... Um, but certainly, it is not, it is not typical. And there's a reason why sometimes... Like, I was sent when I worked for RK, I was sent in to, uh, like, fire everybody or just can discontinue their shows. They didn't want me to ever use the word fire. But discontinue everybody's shows in a weekend, including, like, people who are heroes of mine, like Pat Whitley and Mo Lazier and all. Yeah, all of them. I had to go in and just wax everybody who was getting, like, 30 bucks or 100 bucks or 200 bucks to be do a weekend show. And that was terrible. So I had to go in on the weekend. I did that. When they when they did that to Mo Lazier, he actually, I went in there. And here's a classic. When I did it to Mo, I went in there and told him that the show was done, um, like, with a little bit of time left, or maybe even the whole show. I might have told him at the beginning. And Mo kind of blew up the station. And um, we had the Boston Herald calling us, like, in 35 minutes. And then the guy, the program director who had sent me in there, was Jason Wolfe, called me and said, what the hell are you doing firing people? And it's you told me to go in here and d- d-
2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
4: Tell everybody they're all done. said so I didn't say we fired anybody. So then they tried to offer him his job. But, oh, such a mess. It was a mess. It was a mess. And I felt bad. And and, and I continued to talk to Mo after that. But, oh, uh, it was just a total cluster bleep. This whole thing about letting tacos talk, talk for a while uh, after they've been fired... It is rolling the dice. I mean, generally, tacos generally don't blow themselves up. I think Pete Shepard did, didn't he? Didn't he go a little? just uh, give a bit of a speech after, after he was done. Sometimes people do that. I don't. I can't see that I would ever, ever do that. Especially if if some, if somebody was nice enough to let you be on. And sometimes people just lose it. But, yeah, yeah, weird weird times. But this last time, yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I can't really tell you about my last job. But this, the last thing I had was going. There were lawyers involved and all that stuff, so that was very atypical, very atypical, and, um, and a job that I had in management. I was supposed to join an email with another, with another, with my superior manager, and so that it seemed friendly that I was leaving. And that time I just said, like, I just sent the email to the staff saying I'm out of there without ever giving him the satisfaction of think- like trying to put that false front on that we were getting along because we were not getting along. And there was a lot of stuff happening that I just thought was BS. But but that's just about it. Before that, you know, the time I got fired before that was at the the Marriott Hotel in Cambridge, where I had just simply been... Tardy a lot. I was always coming in late because I was always out the night before. So I had a 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. shift. And I was out with, out with friends all the time. And, um, and uh, out with friends all the time. Just out at bars. I was just 22 or 23, whatever. And I, I had nothing going on. And, um, and, um, yeah, one of the times that I got. My second to last time, they said, "Okay, Tom, this is this is your last time being able to. Um, if you're late again, then we're gonna terminate you." And I went on the T, the Green Line, and went home to to Cleveland Circle, in Boston. And the train, the T, struck a car that was crossing near like Saint Mary's, not Saint Mary's stop near near um, Coolidge Corner in Cambridge, I'm mean, Cambridge in Brookline. And this couple, it was crazy. People ran off the train. The, the conductor ran off the train and collapsed in the middle of the street, crying because she thought she killed two young people who were in the car. The, the front hook thing of the train went right into the thing. And 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 then, and then the, the conductor was crying. Everybody stopped. I was like, I don't want to go in the front of this train to see the mangled corpses of the, the people, two people who were in the car. Um, this really beautiful woman who was in the train went and consoled the conductor. And I was like, oh, I don't want to leave. I was not a hero. I was not a hero in that in that situation. And finally, I got to the front of the T-train, and I looked, and you could see that we had totaled the car, but the two people who were in the car were just sitting on the embankment unscathed, but stunned and shocked and fairly catatonic. It was just a total cluster bleep. Um, and I'd never seen anything anything like that. It was interesting. For back then, what had happened was that happened, and then people with video cameras, video cassette recorders... Um, you know, what are those, camcorders uh, were pouring out of houses and to taking, even back then we were, people knew how to be voyeurs. And that night I remember saying, this would be a night, it would be great to have some, some buy some wine and, and kind of uh, depressurize after witnessing my train crash, where we had to obviously walk from there anyway. And I said, but I can't because I can't be late again tomorrow. So I didn't, I wasn't late again for my shift at the Marriott, where I was a bellman at this point. And so the next day, my friends who lived in—they listen, Jane and Dana—they live in, well, they lived in Beacon Hill in a small apartment. And I used to sleep. They were my married friends. I used to sleep there on their laundry, on their dirty laundry, I think, um, just because because that was where to sleep. Uh, they said, come on, out, "Come on out, come on out, come on out, come on out." I said, "I can't come out because if I'm late again, I get fired." And I can't afford to get fired because I got to make money because I was paying rent in in Boston. And I said, I can't do it. And they said, Come on, come on, come on, come on. We'll wake you up. We'll make sure you get up. There's two of us. We'll make sure you get up. And I remember, um, so I went out with them. We we lived it up during the night, you know, tied one on, had a great time. And I was supposed to be in, I'm pretty sure I had to be in it at 7 o'clock. And I woke up and it was like 7.02. So I go to the Marriott, I put my um, uniform on. And I go upstairs, and the front office supervisor said, uh, "Hi, Tom. Yeah, this was the um, the last time you could be late, so we're terminating you. If you'd like to, you may see uh, talk to the general manager, or uh, if not, then we'll just like uh, you're gonna you know send you a final check and this and that, and you can just clean out your stuff." And I said, "Oh, okay. Um, all right. Uh, see ya. And they said, "See you." And and that was it. And that one, I was excited. I was so. This is just goes to show you. Here's here's how immature I was. Um, that one, I was excited because I knew it, since I was out that 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 meant meant that if you with our group of people back then, if you got fired, that means that everybody would take you out for beers. And so I was like, here we go. I've just been fired. We all met at the at the Beacon Hill Pub and all enjoyed ourselves. And, um, and that is that. It was a great time. I probably shouldn't enjoy it as much as I've enjoyed that. I, I have thought possibly that I'd be um, fired at uh, by now just for controversial reasons at my current job, but it has not taken as yet. The great Alice Shattuck is back. Alice, thank you so much. I mean, I've just been dropping audio, so... <laughs> Alice, is, she can never be the one who stays here because she she can't drop audio. She's <laughs> Why sitting you over make there. So
3: much fun of me.
4: I don't make fun it's of you. It's Not
3: my fault. Um. Um. Anyway.
4: So um, I, I'm moving on now from employment. Can stories. we talk
3: about the sanctimonious?
4: Um, that's precisely what I what I want to do. I want to play the um, this the song. Him,
3: the song. Oh.
4: Oh. Did you want to play him to, on with do Penny wanna, Johnson? Yeah. I okay. We'll start there. We'll oh. start there. Um. We'll start there because I think that's good too. Uh, and we got to do the new Bud Light ad, but the song is really good. Did you see the song? Mm-hmm. So here's uh, the Sanctimonious, uh, the meatball with Benny Johnson.
1: Bud Light, got to get your take on the boycott. So you just brought up anheuser Bush. Bud Light's getting why, hit, why, why hit as hard would, as I've ever seen it.
4: Why you want to drink Bud Light? I mean, like, honestly, th- that's like them rubbing our faces in it. And it's like these companies that do this, if they never have any response, they're just gonna keep doing it. So if you as a consumer are like, yeah, they're basically, and and, and I mean, it's such a fraud with with what they're doing with that. Like, yeah, they're doing that, but I'm just gonna keep drinking it anyways. Well, then they're just gonna keep doing it. So I think we have power as consumers to make our voice heard and not on every company because sometimes conservative uh, consumers aren't gonna make a dent in some companies. This one is one, if you don't have conservative beer drinkers, you're going to feel that. And yeah. so, you know, I think it's a righteous, um, I think it's a righteous thing. You know, some of these controversies, they come up and people can kind of just say, oh, well, it's kind of a one off. Yeah, it was stupid to do. But it's part of a larger thing where corporate America uh, is trying to change our country. Do you want me to yeah, keep going to or no? No, policy. we're good there.
3: Because I feel like this is, that's enough right there. Like, this right. is such a choose your fighter moment to me. Mm -hmm. With the Republican primary, because you have Trump and I, I know I said this on your radio show, but we haven't done a burn barrel podcast recently enough that I haven't said this on here where, you know, Trump has his people in all these national Republican establishment groups, which he's in charge of now. He put Ronna McDaniel there. He put Kevin McCarthy there. You know, these are his people. Mm-hmm. He is the establishment now. The establishment Republicans are taking down the stuff off their websites that says to boycott Bud Light. Donald Trump Jr. is going on his platform and saying he doesn't care about doing this boycott and, you know, people shouldn't do it And because Bud Light's a good American company and they have conservatives there or whatever, which is fine. That's fine. They, they don't want to boycott Bud Light. They don't want to fight this fight. And DeSantis does. And then meanwhile, Trump's like, And I said this as a joke the other day that he's going to spend the whole election selling NFTs. Mm -hmm. And he just put out a new batch series two of the Trump NFTs for $99 is now available so you can go buy Trump digital trading cards. Done. And like, I just feel like it's so unserious. Like, is this even a real presidential campaign? And he's surrounded by such losers and psychos and like that dude, Ali Alexander, who was a big like stop the steal guy and stuff. He spoke at the rally with Trump that day. And he's big. He's, he's, he's the elephant been... guy, right? Ali Alexander, the elephant guy?
4: He's the guy who likes to save elephants, no?
3: No. That's Yashar Ali. He's oh. a liberal. Oh, okay. Ali Alexander is like a stop the steal, and he does all this like Christ is King stuff. And like, um, he he's the guy. Remember, I was reading you the text conversation between Nick Fuentes and Milo Yiannopoulos? Yes. He's been a hanger on to Fuentes, and he's just an unserious person, and he. Basically like now it turns out and Milo and Nick Fuentes were talking about this it, they both knew about it but he uh tries oh. to use his political clout to try and molest boys including like underage teenagers Mm. Um, so, Which is a big scandal And I mean they knew about it They were joking about it and talking about it And saying like you shouldn't have him around and stuff And obviously Nick Fuentes shouldn't have had him around The America First stuff But like these are the type of people who are hanging around Trump's campaign now It's like Laura Loomer mm-hmm. And you know you have Trump Jr. doing this stuff About like don't boycott Bud Light It's fine And you have I don't know I saw today They're, they're piling on Have you seen all the pylons to Jenna Ellis no. Who, by the way, hugely sacrificed her career to do a bunch of the Trump court stuff during the election. Right. Um, but she hasn't been on the Trump train this cycle. And they're all over her, like calling her Jebba Ellis, saying that, you know, it making oh, jokes about gang bangs about her and oh, really? like stuff uh, christina pushaw too they're all after christina pushaw they have like memes of her where she looks like the joker and they they um have edited photos of her in um at campaign events to make it look like her knees are red
1: yeah,
4: yeah like
3: implying it? that yes. yeah so i mean it's it's gross stuff but like I saw, like, Caitlyn Jenner piling on to some of those tweet really? threads where they were saying that about Jebba Ellis and Christina Push on this and that. And it's just, like, it's so gross. This is what your campaign is doing is you're selling NFTs and you're doing this stuff. And meanwhile, you're telling people not to do, like, one thing that actually has conservatives excited and riled up right now, which is the Bud Light stuff.
4: Can we get to DeSantis's, um um Parody song? Yeah, sure. Santa's team has a new commercial honoring real men who are dominating women's sports, and a play on the real, and a play on the old men of genius Bud Light commercials. Remember those? I don't Man know those of really. Genius. But... We used to be on NFL games all the time.
1: Team DeSantis presents
3: real men. Of women's sports today,
1: we recognize the men who've hacked the, system. hacked the system. Once mediocre in the men's division, now cream of the crop in the women's. From mediocre to champion, you couldn't cut it with the boys, so you pushed women off the podium. Real men steal first place because without you, sports would be fair. Without you, women's sports would be for, well, women. Isn't that great?
3: Yeah, it's amazing. And and I mean, that's why I say to me, it's like, choose your fighter. It's like, and, you know, I know that I'll vote for Trump if he's a nominee. I get it. You know, and I know that I know that the deep state hates him. And I know that they came after him with all this stuff. Right. But like DeSantis is actually doing it. Do you see the left crying about all this stuff he's doing in Florida with Disney? Holding oh, them accountable. And I don't, oh, there's totally. so much fighting I, about it. And can I, I don't, ask you something? I,
4: okay. Okay, just on, well, on, the, on I, the...
3: I was going to just say on the Disney topic for a second. Okay. Um, I'm on the which butt- is, butt- there's all this stuff about the Disney and the Reedy Creek District mm-hmm. and their back and forth and they are there's all this legal maneuvering. And I don't understand enough... I'm man enough to admit that I don't like it's Mm -hmm. too in the weeds, all this legal back and forth about it. But so I guess we'll see who's in the right legally here and who can do what. But DeSantis is actually doing something and is actually making Disney be accountable and is actually fighting them on stuff. And like the Trump campaign and the Trump people aren't doing anything besides encouraging people to lie down and take it and saying the trans stuff isn't that bad and like just suck it up. Drink Bud Light anyway. You know, I don't get it. This is... I don't get what they're doing. And, you know, like I kind of said about Trump before, like, don't underestimate Trump's ability to self-sabotage mm-hmm. in this campaign. Oh, totally. Like, of course. He's a front runner, but I think that this has been a great week or so for DeSantis and a not great looking week for Trump and the people around it, him and everybody. Isn't
4: it, like, very entertaining how these weeks are going? Right. You know, this Real Men of Genius thing, I think it's fantastic. Um, did we play the new Bud ad thing? Oh, wait. there was No, a no, we it. didn't.
3: No, and we didn't talk about this. Like I say, we talked about this on your radio show. So the Bud Light stuff, and, you know, once again, like, I don't know enough about the internal financials of the Anheuser-Busch Corporation to know whether or not it's really making a difference. But what I can say is that I think it's making a difference if the company's... Uh, CEO is putting out statements that don't quite apologize but are like we've been listening to you so much and then they hadn't tweeted or done any social media since all this happened so since like April 2 for more than two weeks and then on Friday they tweeted TGIF question (laughs) mark and a picture of a Bud Light which is like the most like plaintive are we friends again? soaking wet in the rain (laughs) Do you love us?
4: And then, and then, and all
3: the replies. Everyone's still mad at
4: them. Oh yeah! And now they've got now the alpha butt is back. Clydesdales.
1: Let me tell you a story. A very straight
4: story. A very straight man's story. Rooted in the heart of America. Ain't no messing around with this story. This there is are so men- America. That's right. Some of you ladies are going to get knocked up by just hearing my voice.
3: There's <laughs> a lot of man
4: stuff happening here. No no frilly dresses on this one.
1: Found in a community where a handshake is a sure contract. Damn it. You look a man in the eyes. <laughs> Brood for those who found opportunity in challenge and hope in tomorrow.
4: This the idea is to, like, over-testosterone, this thing. So, like, every woman is getting the vapors now. and saying, wow, incredible. It's so manly. It's so... He's so not mocking and ridiculing. He's about America.
1: Used by generations. Willing to sip. Share. Risk. Remember. This is a story bigger than beer this is the story of the american spirit
4: (laughs) damn right that's right when we say that american spirit we mean john wayne spirit we don't mean dylan milvaney you know but
3: it's one of those things where it's like you if you're not going to actually apologize for insulting all your customers It's not going to work.
4: No, it's even more insulting. Just give them another uh, horse commercial. Do a horse commercial quickly. Get somebody with a deep voice. Say America a lot. (laughs) The idiots will like it. They'll know. And I wouldn't be surprised, actually. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Mm -hmm. she came up with this one. Oh, I'm sure. Because the word also was like sipping. What? Sharing. What? We're we're not sharing. What does Like, don't make it just... A lot less gay. Make it not gay.
3: Well, and even if they did one where it was like, quote, fratty humor and they like made fun of trans people in the commercial, it's still, if you're not going to apologize for insulting your customers in the first place, it all feels like cheap, gross pandering.
4: And desperate.
1: By generations. Willing to sip. Sip. Share.
4: Sunny and Share, as in a uh, Key West, uh, knockoff of the actual Share and a drag show. Do they not know that show? their
3: customers are like shotgunning these?
4: Yeah, I think Dylan Mulvaney <laughs> is I familiar mean- with Share's entire musical catalog. I'm just uh, assuming that, just from personal experience.
1: Risk, Rem- remember.
4: Risk, remember? Huh. Anyway, uh, good, uh, good. Which luck.
3: words pull well with our audience? No
4: kidding. Can you imagine <laughs> that?
3: We want American heritage with an eye towards the future, but more sophisticated than our typical. We need to be sharing. Okay. Yeah, that's an ad that tells me the company is having problems. Yes. So even without knowing anything about their financials or about like the whatever drop in market cap or what, you can look at that and say, they're seeing something they don't like in Correct. their sales results right now.
4: All right, homie. We have essentially two messages. We'll pay uh, a couple of them that we have tonight from Justin tomorrow just to break it up a little bit. Okay. So uh, are you ready for this? Oh, do you want to do one of your condescending solicitations for more chat chat? I'm messages back. For-
3: Guys, you can leave chat chat messages again. I know Tom wasn't. Uh, doing them without me here, probably. Uh,
4: we, yes, we were. Oh,
3: you did do something? I had like 30
4: all to about me, have yeah. about people thrilled that you weren't on the show yesterday. It was <laughs> unanimous.
3: That's not what I heard.
4: That is what was happening. No. That is what was I happening. I heard complaints. I will tell you something. For an older woman, else. you do look really beautiful. Thanks. Wow. Seriously. You...
3: That's not what you said when I was putting on my makeup in the bathroom earlier. What did I say? You said, you're 36 now. And I said, yeah. And you said, ugh.
4: Yeah, I mean, because that's that's <laughs> in my dating life. That is, I mean, I, I but I've been dating you since I was thirty-seven. Ugh, you're old like I was then.
3: I know, I know. Ugh, this year I you? turn as old as you are when I met you. That's disgusting. Why did you do that <laughs> to yourself, Alice? <sighs> I've Ugh. wasted the best years of my life with yes, you.
4: <laughs> yes, I should write the book for you on that. I should ghostwrite it. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness, Alice. I use cough drops so much. I've learned how to talk with one in my mouth and how to sleep with one in my mouth. Ooh.
3: It's dangerous. Like I
4: got one in my mouth right now.
3: Oh, I hate that, girl.
4: Yeah, I'm sorry. I think you bailed out of that one early, Justin. Thoughts on cough drops?
3: I like uh, the Ricola ones.
4: Uh, what does the song go like? <laughs>
3: I'm not going to sing song. it. No, I'm not going to it. Do sing the song. It. But I like those ads with the big long horn thing. I don't know what it's called. Pardon me, you what? (laughs) Whatever. Say that again? No. (laughs) Stop. I like salami. Alice, really? Why? Stop. They are real.
4: Okay. All right.
3: This cannot be real. Yep. I'm fine with Kent State. (laughs) (laughs) forgot about that one. I'm fine with Kent State.
4: Wow. What a person. (laughs) Am
3: I hot? I mean, obviously I'm hot.
4: I'm a lucky guy, lucky (laughs) guy, nice and grounded You
3: like crazy
4: I do like that, you're right about that
3: Hey Tom and Alice, this is Crystal from Pembroke Hi Crystal Long long time listener
4: Thanks Long time
3: first time, I love that
4: Pembroke, Alice
3: Where's Pembroke?
4: Pembroke is um, near like um, uh, Groton, I think Pembroke, Pembroke's a big shatty town Um, where's, where's Phil Barlow? I thought that was Pepperell. Oh yeah. Crap.
3: You don't know where Pembroke is either, do you? Let me look it up. I don't... I know the name.
4: I think it's in that part of the, that part of the state. Pembroke. Here we go.
3: I'm not sure that's true. I
4: think it's, it's a, it's in Plymouth County. It's nowhere near, I thought it was.
3: (laughs) You were thinking of Pepperell.
4: Pepperell. Anybody from Pepperell online, possibly.
3: (laughs) Well, I like Crystal from Pembroke.
4: Yes. In Plymouth County. There's a, there's a... If you grew up in the 1980s, else, there is a general rule about crystals.
3: Don't insult crystals. No. She just called in for the first time. No. I love crystal. Hold on.
4: The general rule was crystals are all attractive. That's the rule. At ease, okay? Even you, who would never be attracted to a woman, I guarantee this. Oh, crystals Oh, by the way, I
3: didn't... Uh, introduce that we are on the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline, which is oh, brought yes. to us by Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot got Sauce. got a shipment coming in. Which is a delicious hot sauce. There's going to be new flavors to try. I'm wicked excited. <laughs> See that? <laughs> That's what I call branding. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. What I'm kind like, of person are you exactly? <laughs> what is this? I'm like weird today. I don't know what it is. Okay, so... What am I even talking about? Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, which is delicious. You don't sacrifice heat for flavor. You also uh, every time you purchase it, they're ch- donating five percent of the proceeds okay. to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Is it possible that you're intoxicated? Is, at the no, moment. I'm not intoxicated. Are you?
4: You are with child, right?
3: Yes. Okay.
4: And I'm not drinking. I don't remember that we even got went public with this. When did we go public with that?
3: This was a while ago. Oh, we. had- Oh, I told um, Sensei Rick at karate today. Oh, by the way, and. He said congratulations.
4: W- uh, what karate is that?
3: Uh, that's five dragons karate. They are really excellent. And we had a nice talk with our son today. About in
4: Salisbury State? Yes, that's right. Our son got busted uh, using writing, graffiti.
3: Writing poop on the table in exactly. the playroom.
4: Exactly. I hope, they, that he, I hope that entire class had to do laps and push-ups for that infraction. No,
3: although he must have done 100 push-ups today. They did Good. so many push-ups today. It that was is- Unbelievable. He was like his arm, little arms were failing. That's
4: right, his graffiti arm no longer works.
3: <laughs> it's good. It's
4: a great place.
3: Hey, Tom and Alice, this is Crystal from Pembroke, longtime listener, first time caller. I w- was happy to hear that I wasn't the only one that enjoyed hearing Cyril chant "Potato, oh. Potato, Potato" <laughs> to <laughs> Joe Biden.
5: <laughs> I just
3: thought I'd share with you how funny that is. Probably even funnier than you realized, in the online gaming community, potato is the synonym for idiot. Really, and that's probably where he got so it. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Crystal. He's, he spends time in the online gaming community. Our Can five-year-old. Can we just say, uh huh?
4: Wonderful message by Crystal. We, that's Crystal, great to know. Alice, do your hard sell. Do your push to get. Use your tractor beam to get Crystal to leave a
3: message a day. Crystal, you should be a regular caller. I think that's wonderful. I love Crystal. She's my new favorite person.
4: Whoa! Oh, everybody else sold right out the... <laughs>
3: wow.
4: Sorry, Danny. I'm sorry. Uh, that's all it took about. Where's
3: Tim and Canton? Is that
4: a glottal stop? Making fun mm-hmm. of the pronunciation of Canton? Of the Can- great
3: people of Connecticut, yes.
4: Well, he's not from Canton, Connecticut. He's from Canton, Mass.
3: Yeah, but the people, all the people in Connecticut pronounce Canton that way. Which makes it even like the newscasters. Does your
4: husband have a vested interest in not humiliating the, the great <laughs> I like canada. it.
3: I like it. That's why I'm yes. doing it.
4: Wow. It's done with love. Talk about uh, condes- condescension.
3: <laughs> I love all of you, especially Tim and Canton, and, <laughs> and Crystal, and Justin. I love it. I'm in a great mood today. I don't know what happened. <laughs> but, um,. Love you guys. Happy to be back after my suspension. Hopefully I can stay on the air with Tom in the future. Um, what else do I tell them? Leave oh. chat chat messages. We're, and-
4: we're getting very close.
3: To new podcast.
4: To the new podcast, that's correct. Mm-hmm. I believe our There's graphics- a logo.
3: Enterprising people may be able to find the Twitter account if they Ooh. look around. Uh, it's up, but it's not like fully formed yet. So, But maybe Don't you can it find out. it.